Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And on paranormal news and strange occurrences, NASA yet again captures stellar images of Cartwheel Galaxy. The Cartwheel Galaxy was created by a high-speed collision between a large spiral galaxy and a smaller galaxy, resulting in incredible cosmic rarity. NASA's new James Webb Space Telescope captured the awesome image. If you are a fan of Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones 5 images have leaked, showing the very old Harrison Ford, yet in another adventure. So, I wanted to do something slightly different in this podcast, and uh, this episode rather, and everyone is talking already about Halloween and the itch to have the pumpkin spice latte set up for Halloween, and believe it or not, you already see commercials about Halloween and the haunted houses getting ready and all that fun stuff. So I wanted to do something pretty different in this episode and I wanted to give a story and explain on how we got to a certain iconic decoration in Halloween. And that is the story of the jack-o'-lantern. One of the most iconic images of Halloween is the jack-o'-lantern. We all know that when it comes time for fall and we are getting ready for Halloween, we start carving pumpkins. We go pumpkin picking, we go apple picking, and we pick out a pumpkin and we essentially carve it. Some people paint it, some people carve it, some people do both. And then we put it outside of our lawn or our window and we have that iconic jack-o'-lantern pumpkin outside our house and it's just the iconic image, in my opinion, to Halloween. And a lot of people don't realize where exactly the jack-o'-lantern decoration comes from. We just kind of just, we carve it and we put it outside our house and that's it. We Okay, that's Halloween. But not a lot of people know that there is a backstory to where this came from. So in this episode, doing a slightly different episode, which I've only done this once before in I think season one, I'm going to go into a story. And this story takes place centuries ago in Ireland. And in this neighborhood in Ireland, there was a man that the neighbors and the areas surrounding knew of. This person, this one person that was so evil and so stingy that whenever he was around, he performed acts of just pure nastiness, pure evil. When groups of kids were playing outside, this man would walk by and scare them for no reason, causing the kids to run back to their parents. When he went to a bar, people would associate with one another and be very friendly, buying one another drinks at local pubs. But when this particular individual walked in, he wouldn't share any drinks with anyone, and he'd be offered free drinks and would never return the favor. And he only told his name to a few people, and his name was Jack. Now Jack was known at the pubs for never returning favors of free drinks, or even tipping the bartenders, where he would drink profusely at the bars. So he then dawned the name from everyone that knew him as Stingy Jack. Now on top of his diabolical 
acts of evil and mischief. From scaring kids, to going to the pubs, and stealing drinks, never leaving tips, and never paying for other drinks. Stingy Jack, which he became known, was just a pure evil person. One day, Stingy Jack was walking from a pub to where he lived around. Now, he was a wanderer, so he lived from place to place. Most of the time, Stingy Jack would just make do and live in out of a cave or tree area where trees were in abundance and he'd just camp out under a tree. So one day he was walking this trail and it was late at night. The only light that could be seen was from the light of the moon. As centuries ago in Ireland, there wasn't really street lights. So he was walking and the moonlight shined down on the road where Stingy Jack looked and saw something laying on the floor. He paused for a second and looked at this figure on the floor that as he approached closer and closer to appeared to be a body. When he got close enough and the moonlight shined just revealing what exactly this figure was on the floor, he saw a body and panned up to the head where this gruesome, grotesque face stared at him, lifeless. He was so frightened, even given his reputation of being an evil person, even Jack was taken back. He started getting this fear of dread and nervousness as he stared at this lifeless body with this grotesque face. The eyes were open and stared back at Jack. As he stared on, he couldn't help himself. He couldn't look away. And as he kept staring, the grotesque face of this lifeless body blinked at him. And at that point, he knew that his time was almost up and that this body was the devil. Jack proceeded on with a little bit more pep in his step to where he had his little camp slash humble abode and slept for the night. The next day, Jack woke up and went about his daily routine. He washed in a local bay uh, river where he just rinsed off and rinsed his clothes and sat naked while the clothes dried. And seeing what he saw the night before, he decided to go back into the local town that he came from the night before and do his daily routine of mischief, evil, and just wrongdoings. He walked all the way back into this town where he was at a pub. And there he stayed from the early hours of the afternoon to dusk. On his 20th or 30th drink, where he was totally belligerent, a man walked in. Now, he got the sense that this man wasn't just any man. The man sat at a local table. As he sat at the bar, he looked over his shoulder and saw the man staring at him. The man didn't order a drink. He just sat there in all black, almost a trench coat, kind of apparel with a top hat. He had a beard and his eyes were a greenish yellow. Jack turned around back at the bar and ordered another drink. Now as he was drinking, the man got closer to him. And now he grew weary of this man as he started to approach him at the bar. This man sat down next to him. As Jack sipped on his drink, the man turned around to Jack and said, do you know what time it is? Jack turned around at him and said, 
I guess you better have to ask someone else to tell you the time, because I've been here all day and I lost track of time. The man turned around the Jack's smart remark and said, it's time for you to come with me. And at that point, Jack knew that this was the devil, the same figure from the road, but just a little bit more lively as he was able to walk into the bar and try to bring Jack to his final resting place. After all the years of being an evil person, Jack knew that he was on his way to hell. So Jack, being witty, because that's one thing that Stingy Jack was known for, was his wittiness on top of his mischievous attitude. He wanted to try to outsmart the devil. Now the one thing Jack wore and kept on him was crosses. And as non-religious as Jack was, he had a few of them on him at all times, possibly stolen from people that he crossed paths with. So he turned to who he thought was the devil and says, Before I go, I'd like to have one more drink, but my pockets are empty and I don't have any more money on me. So before you take me to eternal damnation, is it possible that you can spare me a coin to buy one more drink. And the devil turned to Jack and says, I don't carry money on me. I'm the devil. And Jack said, well, you're notorious for shapeshifting into anything you want. Shapeshift into a coin so that I can pay my tab. And when I walk out, you can change back and follow me. And then I'll go on my way with you. And the devil said, you know what? That's fair enough. One last drink. I'll do that for you. So, Jack got up. The devil walked away into a corner. Jack saw the devil turn into this corner. And then he heard the cloudish sound of a poof. And a coin hit the floor. Jack walked over to that corner, leaving the bar. Went to the floor and picked up the coin. He walked back to the bar and took the seat that he left. And instead of putting the coin on the bar, where he has yet to do that all night, he put the coin, which is basically the devil transformed, into a side pocket in his coat, where in the coat, right next to that side pocket, was a cross. And he proceeded to order more drinks. As he finished all the drinks... He reached into his pocket and thought twice about taking the coin out and the devil could not change back even if he wanted to because he was right next to a cross which deterred him from doing any of his magic. Jack thought about it and said, I'll walk out like I do every single night. So then Jack proceeded to leave the bar being yelled at as he regularly did by the bartenders, pub managers. He turned around and flicked the bird and walked outside of the bar, continued bound the same path that he had took the night prior. So, people left the bar this time, upset that Jack was the only bar patron that go into this bar and never pay, never tip, and never buy anyone else the drinks. They came out with torches, and some of the locals took out their pitchforks for farming, and made their way after Jack. Jack turned around and knew that the way the devil was probably going to take him was probably a little less 
than what the way he was about to meet his demise, being stabbed or burned practically alive, or even hung from a local tree on the, on the path that he took. He took the coin out and threw it to the floor, and the devil reappeared. The devil said, how dare you try to trick me, the prince of darkness? And he goes to the devil, I didn't trick you. I'm outside the bar. We're, we're away a ways. But if you look over my shoulder, the entire little area of this bar and town, they're following me, and they want to basically kill me. So the devil says, I should let them. You're going to come back with me either way. He says, I have one last request. He looked over to the tree beyond the devil, over the devil's shoulder, and said, you see that tree? There's apples in there. And before I go, I've had my last drink, and now I would lack, I would like my last food. I want my last piece of food, and I want it to be an apple. As you've tempted Adam and Eve years ago with a fruit, I'd like to have a piece of apple before you take me. And the devil huffed and puffed, but said, all right, either way, your demise is coming. So he asked him, can you go up the tree for me and pick an apple? I'm not well. I can't climb. I'm really drunk. The devil said, so be it. Now, as the townspeople are approaching closer and closer to Jack, the devil decides to go up the tree and starts ascending to the tree to pick an apple for Jack. Quickly, Jack took all the crosses that were inside of his pockets and laid it around the tree. After he laid all the crosses in the tree... The devil could not make his descend down the tree because the crosses were all around the tree, completely circling the tree. So the devil stood on the tree with an apple in his hand and says, you've done it again. So now Jack made another agreement to the devil. He says, what I want you to do is I want you to come down the tree and I'll take the crosses away. And I want you to go back into town with these people chasing me. And say that you'll pay all the bar tabs. And if you pay all the bar tabs and give them money. Then you can cause mischief in the town. And come back for me where I'll wait. And the devil kind of liked the idea of Jack wanting to cause final mischief. Before he basically goes back to hell with him. So the devil yet again agreed with Jack. Jack then proceeded to pick up all the crosses. The devil descended down the tree. And the devil thought of a way that he could possibly do this. So he morphed into Jack, and as the people approached closer, Jack hid while the devil transformed into Jack. He persuaded all the townspeople that approached with pitchforks and torches that if they took him back peacefully, he'll pay for the town, he'll pay for the pubs, and he'll buy everyone drinks. The devil, now disguised as Jack, reached into his pocket and took out a bag of coins and says, I have these coins. Let's go drink some more. The townspeople agreed that Jack maybe had reached some point in his life that he'd become jolly and would repay all his evil deeds and all the debts and all the tips he skipped out on and buy the townspeople some drinks. So the townspeople agreed and they went back to the bar with Devil dis disguised as Jack and bought everyone drinks, took care of the town. But then eventually... Everything that the devil did, everything vanished, all the drinks disappeared, the people that drank grew sick, and the devil left the town and started walking back to the area where Jack would be. The devil never found Jack and he went back to hell, but Stingy Jack had found a nice hiding place away from everything. But 
Jack woke up one, one morning feeling sick. And he knew that his time was coming. Next thing he knows, Jack rested his eyes because he grew nauseous and his chest started to hurt. And Jack woke up. And in front of Jack was a gate with clouds and a golden light. He knew he was at the gates of heaven. But when he approached, an angel told him, You're Jack, known as Stingy Jack, and dared not take any more steps towards this gate, for I will not open them. And Jack knew that he probably would never had a chance to get in. So the angel pointed all the way forward. And Jack turned around where it started to turn from clouds and light to a darkness. And the next blink Jack took, it was dark. And there, and there stood Lucifer, the devil. And he goes, ah, Jack, you've tricked me more than once. You had me do one last deed. And as much as I'd like to keep you here forsaken for all of eternity, I can't even do that. You tricked me three times. So what I'm going to do is I will banish you to limbo, eternal darkness on earth, where you won't be seen. But the only thing that I will give you to see in this darkness, where people may or may not see you, roaming aimlessly because you're so evil you can't be here, and you're so evil you can't be up there, is this glowing piece of amber. The devil handed him this glowing ball that people thought was amber, and it glue. And Jack blinked one more time and found himself in darkness. And through the darkness, he saw shades of what he once walked around. It looked like he was back in Ireland walking. The road would look vivid, but then all of a sudden turned to darkness. As Jack walked, scared, with this glowing ball in his hand, there was a group of people in the background. And he looked over and he saw them staring. But they were frightened. All they can see was this glowing light. Which looked like a pumpkin. Like a jack-o'-lantern. With a face. Just moving. Just a pumpkin. Because it was so orange. That it just looked like a glowing face. A glowing pumpkin floating. He could see them. But all the people could see was that glowing light. That Jack held. And people to this day believe that because of Stingy Jack and this glowing piece of amber that he had walking through eternal darkness on earth, that what people saw was this amber that Jack heard, that what Jack held, walking around. And this is where the jack-o'-lantern came from. Now, the Will-O-Wisp is also a story that comes from this Stingy Jack story. And this story of Jack holding this amber and people actually carving pumpkins to put them outside to ward off evil spirits came around the time of Samhain where it's the centuries ago time of the darkness that the days would grow shorter and the, the spirits would come out. So people from this story started carving pumpkins as a kind of a, a remembrance of Jack when he would walk around with this glowing amber that looked like a pumpkin. And that's where people believe the story of Will-O-Wisp, these glowing lights in the woods, and the jack-o'-lantern come from this 
centuries ago Irish based story of a man named Stingy Jack who was so evil that even the devil himself wouldn't want him to stay in hell. Now the Will-O-Wisps, which is a, I wouldn't say cryptid, but it's, they, people believe that a Will-O-Wisp is basically Stingy Jack and the lights are from Jack roaming around. And scientists believe that there's a scientific, a scientific method or theory to why these lights appear in the woods from um, bog gas or gases from lakes and the trees that these lights appear. But will-o'-wisps is something that people call them and will-o'-wisp actually derives or comes from the Stingy Jack story centuries ago based in Ireland. Um, And Jack had more than one name. Jack had Stingy Jack. He was known as a drunkard. He was known as Drunk Jack, Flaky Jack, and it basically down the line became known as Jack O'Lantern when he was just a man roaming the eternity of darkness on earth because he wasn't taken by the devil nor heaven. And this is the story where the Jack O'Lanterns come from. So now when Halloween approaches in, I would say, 80-something days because I haven't done a count yet, um, 80-something days, and we start to see the jack-o'-lantern paintings and pictures, and we start going pumpkin picking to carve them. This is where the jack-o'-lantern originated from, from a story that was in Ireland centuries ago, from a man named Stingy Jack, who was so evil that nor heaven or hell wanted him. And that is a Say What Again Billy podcast story about the jack-o'-lanterns. And I wanted to give you guys a early Halloween gift because I know from the heat going on lately in New York City, um, I'm at that point where I'm over summer. I usually like summer up until the end of July and then I'm like, all right, I'm ready for some fall, some hoodies, some boots, and some good old Halloween stuff. Candies, pumpkin spice, apple picking, pumpkin picking, and just being able to wake up to crisp air, take off your hoodie during the day, and at the end of the day, put the hoodie back on and enjoy the ride and open the windows and give the AC a break because we got that nice fall crisp night air coming in and keeping us cool and having the best sleep ever. And uh, I think safe to say a majority of people that I know are just ready for that cool weather because it is just so hot and it's uncomfortable. And I'm ready for the fall and I'm ready for actually season three as I have one episode left of season two. So when I give that last episode next week, season three will begin in two weeks and I'm going to have a lot more different episodes for you guys, different topics, more guests, and a lot more stories and a lot more newer things on my podcast. So if you enjoyed, you can actually find me on Instagram at SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast. If you have any ideas or topics you would like me to discuss, feel free to DM me and I will look it up and I will talk about it on my episode and give you the credit for presenting the idea to me. 
And I'd like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to tell the story of Since Stingy Jack on my Paranormal Podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the app that is entirely free that gives you all the tools and tricks you need to get your podcasting idea out there and have your own podcast on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other outlets that you can listen to podcasts. So, Anchor, thank you, and until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again, Billy podcast.